Hey, Craig. WSU, which is most of the last uh, decade, without with the exception of the Rolovich years, um, it's been rare that the season starts well offensively. So it was really nice to see um, against a, you know not a great team, but still they've played some bad teams early in the season before. Hello, Idaho last year, and it's been very difficult for them to put up points, but. It was not difficult at all for them to put up points. They even probably should have put up more than the 50 that they put up. Um, they probably should have scored two defensive touchdowns. One got taken away. Uh, you know, the, it, it was just a really dominating offensive performance, um, you know, barring a, a, you know, a, a going stand and a turnover deep in territory, uh, you know, another turnover on downs deep. Well, it was, it was two turnovers, but it was a fourth down anyway, but, but yeah, really dominating offense performance, especially in the passing game. Well, like pretty much, and then and then uh, defense largely good, except for you know some breakdowns in the fourth quarter. But really had a stretch of three quarters where they didn't let anything happen, and the game got out of it. But overall, I think a, a, about as good a start as I think we could have expected, given it was the first game on the road, new offensive coordinator. A lot of new players. Um, I, I think I was pretty satisfied. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we had a game like this to open the season and either laid a turd or had it be, you know, reasonably tenuous, right? Like, um, you know, I think back to that game in Nevada. I don't remember if that was a, if that was a season opener or not, but I just remember that that was. That was real shitty, right? Going on the road there to a Mountain West team. Uh, 2018, I distinctly remember opening up at Wyoming, right? With That was the uh, Gardner Minshew opener. Um, and it's not like, uh, you know, the game was like super hairy or anything like that. But it was, uh, but it was you know, reasonably close throughout. Um, we were kind of like, I don't know, man, is this Minshew guy going to be good? You know? Well, yeah, if you um, recall, I think, I think, uh, that was a pretty good Wyoming defense, but yes. Um, uh, but I think Minshew, I think we talked about after that game, if you went back and listened, it was only something like it was five and a half yards of pass or something like that. Right. Um, so it was, you know, you're like, well, this is not going to be very explosive. Now you, you look at, uh, Cam on, on Saturday, 9.3 yards of pass. Um, really getting guys in space a lot. Some nice downfield balls. Nice throwing on the run. Um, he missed a wide open touchdown. He should have had another <laughs> touchdown. Like, which which apparently the, is all some of our fans can remember. But uh, I mean, I he he has met you know it, last year he missed a few touchdown passes, but yeah. uh, he that's literally the easiest throw he had all day, and he missed it. But he yeah. made some really tough throws. Um, I, I think you, it's 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 um, you got it. It's hard to appreciate, but that wide open touchdown he had, uh, his last touchdown pass to make it forty three. I mean, the guy was open, but he's rolling to his left and he just hucks it thirty yards and right yeah. on the money. Like I, that's a that was a really impressive throw, and he used his legs effectively at times. And honestly, having and then you come in and you got. This uh, another mobile quarterback in Matier who steps in after he gets a little banged up and sprints to the corner for a touchdown. Like it, um, I, I think overall uh, the quarterback play has improved in last year. I think Cam looks better. 
than he did yep. last year. He had very few games where he looked this good last year. Yep. Yeah. Um, if any, he, really. I yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I just he looked very very good. I think that you know it was it was kind of interesting seeing that. Uh, you know, obviously there, there's some danger in being a little too online on Twitter, right? And like taking that as uh, some sort of like legitimate analysis or, or, or overgeneralizing in terms of what that means for, you know, the fan base as a whole. But, you know, I just remember like he had the couple of fumbles and then he missed the touchdown pad. People like, oh my God, here we go again, Cam's so casual and uh, and I'm just like, eh, you know, and then the game plays out and it's like, good God, man, 451 yards on 49 attempts, right? 76% completion. So it's not just that he was, you know, racking up a ton of completions with dink and dunk, which we've, you know, obviously seen before uh, in various iterations of the air raid. He was like 75% completion and super explosive uh, yeah, I mean, he did have the two fumbles. I think only one of them I really hold against him. Uh, you know, the one where his left tackle got whipped and he was kind of trying to escape. I mean, yeah, you know, we could say, down. yeah, I mean, we could say that he should, you know, I don't know, tuck the ball away or whatever. But I mean, if on fourth down, it's just, you know, you're trying to make a play. I mean, it's not, you know, I don't worry about that one. Hey, uh, it, saved, then, it saved WSU a few yards of field position. It's true. It forward. That's right. <laughs> And then the the one that he dropped, I mean, I don't, even, yeah. I don't know. He just dropped it. Like, I mean, shit, that shit happens, that, you know. So I guess I, you could say, like, he, he does, like, it, you know, that he was looking downfield, looking to try to still pass the ball, slipped out of his hand. He does, yeah, you could see, I could see people say, like, he does kind of carry the ball with one hand around a lot, but yeah. he wasn't, he wasn't tucking the ball, I think. He basically just knocked out of his own hand. It was kind of a freak accident. The you well, know the, I I could see like uh, see I didn't watch the first, you know I was I wasn't able to watch the first half live so I could see that that flood of things happening you know the the fumble and then the missed wide open touchdown like a yeah. two yard pass I could, I could see people getting frustrated because at that point you you don't know how close this game is going to be like you you don't know if that's going to be costing them. Because they're probably, you know, you're thinking, hey, a touchdown here, they put the put the game away. It's 21-3 at halftime. Yeah. And, you know, he misses that pass. And then the offensive line gets blown up uh, on the fourth down. And uh, and then, bam. But, you know, they still got three points out of it. Like, uh, uh, Dean Janikowski looking like uh, the guy who he's not yeah. related to but shares the same name yeah. with. Uh, the fifty-five right? yard field goal. I didn't know he had that in him, honestly. But I know it's I know it's an elevation. He had the win, but still, that thing was that's through. Still, like that that hit that, the net. Like <laughs> that had another that had another five yards on it at least, uh, which is wild. He has he has really increased his leg strength. Like yeah, it's pretty. He was crazy. like a four. His two years ago, he they were he was a forty yard taking kicker, field right? goals outside of forty. Yeah, they just were right. kick outside of forty. Yeah, and then last year he was, you know, I, th- I think he hit a 50-yarder at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to hit that from, you know, 55 damn yards and have it be true and with plenty of distance was, I don't know, man. I just didn't I didn't think that kickers could do that to that degree. Uh, maybe kicking is going, a, you know, going the way of Major League Baseball pitching, right, where it's like everybody's adding, you know, five, six, seven miles an hour to their fastball. Uh, maybe, just all maybe through mechanics. Kicking. Yeah, maybe kicking, you know, with your mechanics, you can you can do that too. So, yeah, that part was very cool. Like, I don't know. Like, I just have a hard time. And and maybe I just was, I don't know. I, I was very sort of numb on Saturday. Um, like, maybe that's not even the right word. But I just, like, with everything that's been going on, everything we obviously talked about last week, I did not really enjoy watching college football on Saturday. And I was... You know, I think it was it was kind of on in the background at times, but I really wasn't paying attention hardly at all. Um, and then it came time for the Cougs. And then, of course, the CBS Sports Network debacle uh, kept us from seeing most of the first quarter, unless apparently you went to the website they were directing you to on a desktop, laptop or desktop computer. You couldn't do it on your phone. <laughs> and... Like, so I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to watch it. 
And this is this is how apathetic I was on Saturday. Like I wanted to watch the Cougs. I was super pissed at CBS Sports doing all that. And I found out after trying to get it working, like I'm trying to work it on my I'm sitting on the couch. I'm trying to work it on my phone. I'm trying to install the CBS Sports app on my TV. And all of those are just showing, you know, fucking Western Kentucky. And I'm finally just like, oh, fuck, this is so stupid. And then I see a, a, a tweet from, I think, Rochelle. It was Rochelle. And said, it'll work if you go do it on a computer. And I look across the room. My computer is sitting on the desk. And I'm just like, fuck, I don't feel like getting up and trying to make another thing work. So I just sat there and waited for the end of Western Kentucky. I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to go get another device and try to figure it out and try to make it work. And I'm just like, I don't even want to get off the couch right now because I'm so annoyed and irritated. And so, yeah, it was. And then after that, obviously, you know, you missed, like I missed, you know, pretty much the entire first quarter, uh, you know? And so from there, it just was Ju- yeah. Like, judging, judging by the, uh, like, 30 minute recap I found on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, their very first play is like five minutes left in the first quarter. So that's yeah. probably about when it, it came yeah. back. Yep. And it was, yeah. And WCU had already I, scored a touchdown. Yeah. And I just like, I don't know, man, I just found myself having a hard time getting super duper into the game. Uh, you know, I was having fun. I was, I was glad it was exciting. Uh, but also at the same time, like, you know, when Ward fumbled, I was just like, oh, well, that sucks. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. I couldn't get all that worked up. And and then, it, you know, of course, as the game played out the rest of the way, you know, it sort of it sort of evened out. Right. Like, you know, Cam sort of finished strong and, um, you know, the game really should have been something like 50 something to about seven or 10 or whatever. And then yeah. Ended up being 50, 24 because of special teams and inexplicable big plays on defense because we still had our. Ones and we still twos had, there. yep. It was not. When that was it, going it was on. not. It's not heavy backup. That I yeah. look. I you know. I didn't have. So yeah, the kick return. That's frustrating. I I hope that that's something they clean up. I hope they just boot touchbacks the whole fucking year. Like I, um, yeah. Which they did, except for that one. Um, yep. But yeah, it, hopefully that is not. You know, we saw like, um, you know, in in years 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 ago wsu had terrible special teams largely because they had terrible depth and hopefully that is not an issue i still think those guys they have in depth are better than you know the wolf era guys that were just getting ran past on special teams all the time um I, you know I, I i just hope that was just a, a one-off um it really uh and then the 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 wide open touch deep, deep touchdown. I, you know, I didn't have it all 11. God, the DV, fucking stupid fucking thing. I can still hear you. Oh, okay. It, it's my, my computer went to sleep. <laughs> like, and, and I that, that fucked us over here. last week. Okay. Yeah, Don't even cut here. that out. Okay. Like they could, they, they, could, they, could just, they could just hear that. Like as uh, last last sorry to explain it last week my computer my fucking computer went just, to sleep I cannot yeah. fix it it just goes to sleep every five minutes even though I have it set for five hours like I and uh, it's and I've seen it's like a similar problem with other ones and I just haven't had time to fix it but but anyways so uh, it just went black and I was like fuck because last week we had to restart a new recording Jeff had to patch that all together whatever so we'd have to do it this week whatever good I'm just gonna keep moving my damn finger on the touchpad. So it doesn't go to sleep. Um, but uh but yeah, so that 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 long touchdown, I I wish I had it all eleven, but I kept trying to look and see what happened. The corner let they're obviously in a zone. The corners at least were in zone. Uh the 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 corner just let him go, but the safeties had both stepped up. Like they were both within, you know, 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. And and grabbing someone coming across, and so once that corner let him go, there was no one, no one. Yeah. And how quickly the QB got it out there, it kind of seemed like Colorado State had a feeling that might happen. Um, and so like, it, but he was wide open. And well, and the kid, and so, the kid who replaced Millen actually looked pretty good too. Yeah, like I have a feeling that guy's going to be their starter 
going forward because he certainly looked much. Well, that's better when they put up all their put up all their yards in the, yes. when he came in. All the yards and points. I, yeah, he was he was he was looking better um, than the than the knowing. Um, yeah, but those those back to back. It was funny. Like I was, uh, we were hanging out uh, like around a fire after we got back from uh, rafting, and and I just kind of had it on my phone. You know, I'd be talking to somebody. You know, WSU scores um, to make it uh, thirty six to three, and I'm talking to Marty and Corey, and, and like. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's third. I look at my phone. I, I pull up, I turn, I open my phone back up to the, to the feed 36 to 10. Right. I'm like, what the hell? Like what's going yeah. on here? Yeah. And what then happened? all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, they, they, they score another quick touch. You know, every time I put, turn, turned, put my phone in my pocket, they'd score another touchdown for it seemed. Uh, so yeah, they really, they, they put up some points at the end. It's always, it's always a bummer when that happens. You know, you, you want to see the absolute blowout score. Um, but hopefully those are some things, uh, both special teams and, and the back end of the defense that they can fix. Cause it, it, the, the front, the front seven, especially the front four looks very solid. Um, and then Hicks is, looks good as hell. I mean, I pick yeah. six, uh, he, yep. he had that thing the whole way. Uh, he had, he also had a, you know, I think a half a sack or a sack. I don't know what they gave him credit for, um, on a great blitz on, on a fourth down came, just busted through the line. Um, he looks really good. He was just sound most of the day. That wasn't his side that, that, that it was on. Um, but yeah, he was, he looks really good. We got some players, you know, obviously Shaw is still good and, and the defensive line is good. Um, but yeah, you know, it didn't feel the linebackers were making tackles. They weren't letting, letting it get to the second level. I think that, yeah. you know, the defensive line obviously had a lot of, um, yep. a lot of play in that too, but. Uh, overall, you know, they absolutely, you know, after that first drive, which took took a lot of plays and a lot of time to get like fifty five yards. Yeah. Um, uh, they they I think it was the next like ten drives they totaled like a hundred yards. Um, so they, there was a stretch they were just absolutely dominating them, and then the floodgates opened with the kick return and a and a blown coverage. Now. You don't want to see that blown coverage in the future, especially against teams that are closer to you. Um, they're fortunate, but again, it's the first game of the year. Um, it's nice that you're you're lucky to have played a not a, a, a worse team, uh, you know. Uh, and 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 actually going on the road, it's kind of nice. It gives that extra bit of confidence that you've won on the road already. Um, and plus, that's one of your road games is out of the way, and you got a W. So. Um, Overall, you know, they had – I think it would have been nice to see them uh, get more sacks. They only have one. Um, but they, it seems like they had a lot of pressure at times. And, um, you know, they were doing – they were sound uh, against the run. Um, you know, because even with just that one sack, uh, CSU had 37 yards on 20 carries. And that one sack was for 11 yards. So they had 48 yards on 19 carries, which is great. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, good yeah. to see because we'll talk about Wisconsin in a bit. Definitely going to be you know, going to be need to be able to stop the run against Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I yeah, I mean, I picked 24-17. So uh, egg on my face. Like I, I just <laughs> I, I I couldn't trust a an like a. WSU offenses start well with the first game. I just it's hard, uh, but they really did, and 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 I was impressed, and um, it was fun to watch on the replay and and all that, and uh, yeah, I think I think it feels like Cam has made a step forward. It feels like he's a better quarterback, and they really really needed that, and it and it feels like feels like the offensive line is a little better too. I mean, it could be the uh, could be the the competition but we'll see um but yeah i think you know he he really he used his legs to make a lot of plays that's that's his that's his thing and and then he just he made some big throws missed the missed the easiest one but made a lot of other yeah. really good ones yeah. um yeah and Le- hey and victor obviously the the one yeah, guy that, that he had the one guy that he had that was you know back <laughs> really 
Um, he definitely uh, was was his favorite target, and yeah. Lincoln was great. He, he looked great. Yeah, it was. I know that um, we kind of expected Lincoln Victor to take a big step forward last year, uh, and then he didn't. And it was. I mean, I'm. You know, there seemed to be sort of legitimate reasons. Part of it seemed to be they didn't really have a home on. Like, is he an inside receiver? Is he an outside receiver? He kind of moved around a lot. Um, to see him have such a big game was actually like super duper cool. Like, and it was, you know, it was just kind of everything. He was, he was open a lot. He was thrown to a lot. He had 14 targets, 11 catches. Uh, that's a pretty, pretty good uh, conversion rate on a high volume target day. Um, a hundred of his yards came after the catch. If you believe, uh, you know, the stats that broadcast here. Um, yeah, just a really good day. And the receivers looked, you know, just fine. They looked good all over the place. Um, the one guy who I was super excited to see was, uh, DT Sheffield and he only had three catches. So, uh, I, he looked for 19 uh, yards. He, he looked real good in pot returns though. Yes. Um, and I think that's, that's maybe where he'll end up, uh, doing a bit more damage is really is got that, North South so fast. used his speed. Yeah. yeah. He he was solid. Now it was kind of weird because the guy was doing the uh, the rugby ones, so it's hard yep. to tell. If, you know, some a, extremely a weird rugby ones though. Like it yeah, wasn't they like were, yeah they were so low, and I was I don't yeah. think I've ever have you ever seen anything like that before? Because I I can't recall ever seeing that. Yeah, I I remember um, when Reed Forrest first started punting at Wazoo. They were having him punt like that, and then they changed. And when Paul Wolf came in, he had had him punt normally but i don't remember yeah. yeah i don't remember being that low that was crazy yeah. um i uh, josh kelly looked good um he was yep. you know eight targets seven catches so he was pretty much catching everything they were throwing his way um looks like a real solid guy he'll be you know real solid uh guy on third downs and stuff too um andre dollar had a catch that was fucking yep. awesome For 20 <laughs> yards that. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. How about that? Um, uh, Carlos Hernandez, true freshman, came in yeah. last spring. And um, they actually kind of had him playing in a couple different spots, too. He was outside uh, a little bit, which was different from when we saw him in the spring when he was, uh, I think, exclusively inside. So um, that was super cool. And I think it's notable for, you know, the guys who didn't play. Now, I, as I said last week, and, and I'll reiterate I have not paid super close attention to injuries. So I, if the guys I'm about to mention are injured, you know, send me an email and tell me I'm an idiot. But, uh, but like Leighton Smithson, who was a guy who was a freshman last year, who yep. looked like he was going to be, you know, stepping into an outside receiver role. Um, as far as I could tell, he didn't play at all. Now he might be injured. I'm not sure uh, if he took any snaps, but he certainly didn't have any catches or targets. Um, so, you know, just like it's it's that sort of thing where you're like, OK, you know, now you got more guys coming in. They're passing those guys. Um, Cyan Nunnally, uh didn't have any catches or targets either. Um, I saw him in at the end of the game, but he seems to kind of be on the outside looking in at the moment after, you know, running with the twos uh, in the spring. In the w- looking awfully good doing it. In the WSU so. book, he had one target. He did have one target. OK, but he didn't have any yeah. catches. And like I said, I, I felt like he came in sort of right at the end of the game. He was he didn't get much run other than that. So so I'll say uh, Smithson. Uh, yeah. um, uh, Smithson was injured earlier in, uh, but that was like early August was okay. missing time. So maybe he's so he still, may still he may working still his out. way back. Yeah. But at any rate, it's just sort of like yeah, like you know, you got these new guys come in, they they step right in, they do a job, and they look very good doing it. You know, they they absolutely look like. Uh, Pac-12 wide receivers. Let me ask you this. If it was concerning to you that we really weren't able to run the ball at all. Yeah. Like, I, it it, uh, was, it the, uh, was bad. <laughs> I mean, whatever they tried, whatever Cam tried the read option, that was not good. Um, I mean, Nakia Watson, Nakia Watson, seven carries for 15 yards. Jalen Jenkins, uh, seven carries for 11. So between the two of them, 14 carries for 26 yards, less than two yeah. yards a carry. Not, and that's that that is that is ideal. concerning. No. Um yeah, that that's uh yeah, that's a concern. And um because 
they, they definitely, and then they cut, they didn't use the running backs much. You know, obviously, if they only had 14 carries from your top two running backs, um, you know, Cam. I, mean, I think they would have liked to have used them more, but they but were, I think every they time just they ran they, the ball, they were left yeah. in, you know, long yardage situations. They just couldn't. I, the, they, uh, obviously, they, they drew up a couple of nice, uh, um, gains for them in the passing game. Uh, obviously, Nakia had that touchdown on a wheel route, and then they had a real nice uh, kind of little, little quick, almost shovel pass to to um, to Jenkins that he got a nice gain on too. So yeah, it, so they were able to use him a bit. But I, I hope that I hope they can uh, figure something out. You know, I, hopefully that was there's something to learn there because. Um, you, it, it's going to be tough sledding against better teams. If, if you can't, if you're getting, you know, two yards of carry from your, your running, yep. your top two running backs. I mean, it's and, this and, weekend and, in particular, <laughs> that's yep. going to be, yeah. that's going to be an issue. So, yeah, I guess we could, we can wrap, wrap up, uh, talking about, uh, Colorado state overall solid win. Good. Uh, um, they looked every bit of a team that we hope can win like six to eight games, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and, yeah. and that's, that was nice. Um, and it's not, a, you know, that's as we've talked about, that's not a given, right? Yep. Like yeah. looking good in the first game, coming out, moving the ball, like not a given, even if Colorado state still is pretty bad this year, it, it's, you know, still not a given that we would walk in there and stomp all over. I'm yep. plenty pleased. Season, I you know I've got a friend. I love him to death, but he was just sort of like, "We should be beating them by more." He was saying that the whole game, and I'm just like, "Man, it's it's it's, it's the first game of the year." Like, I mean, they know, were up. Yes, we they were up I mean, thirty six to three points. at one point. Yeah, so this was back when it was I don't know whatever seventeen to three, right? And he's like, "We should be up like thirty to three right now." And I mean, the truth is, yeah, sure, like yes, probably should have been. But also, like, you know, it's his first game, still pretty comfortable. As much as we love scores that look really good, ultimately it doesn't really mean anything, right? Like, we're not positioning ourselves for a CFP berth. So, you know, just get the win, put it in your pocket. Lots of good stuff happened. There's definitely some correctable things. And then, you know, look toward Wisconsin. I, All in all, I'm thrilled. Yeah, and let's let's pivot to to talking about Wisconsin now. Of course, um, this is uh, it, it. Obviously, I feel bad, but like, I it in another uh, universe, like this this game, I would be so so hyped for. You know, like, uh, and I still am hyped for it. I mean, it is you know, as Collier. Jeff Collier wrote, this is like the third power conference team ever to play in Pullman non-conference. Yep. Um, and obviously the first time in 25 years. Um, we've we've played many power teams, but it's been in Seattle. It's been in Spokane and all this stuff, um, even at Tacoma. Uh, but, um, yeah, this, this is a game I, you know, I, I found an old thing I wrote about how I, when they moved this game to 2023, I was just, it was 2013 when they did it. And, um, you know, all, all of us thought back then, like, Oh, it just gives them time to back yeah. out of it. Zero chance, like zero chance, but here we are. And, and a lot of it's cause of, you know, the money that, that Wisconsin could get from still coming to us. That wasn't there before. Part of the TV contract. A lot of it, that's the gates. And a lot of that has to do with the luxury seats. Um, so that, th- which it's like, Hey, a team at, you know, Wisconsin actually came, which also is a little depressing because we reached this point that we've just been wanting for so long, a high profile non-conference program in Pullman. And this is the fucking last time it's going to happen. Yep. Like this is it. If we couldn't do it when we were a power conference team for 60 years, we're sure as fuck not going to do it when we're not that. Yep. Like, it, it's, it sucks. Like, this is it. 
Yep. Like it, 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 I've been thinking about that a lot this week and it, it, it's been bummy me out. Like it, it's just, this is a pit. This is such a, a, a huge moment for WSU athletics to host this game. And, but everything has been, has just fallen apart in the last few months. And so this is it. This is the last time we're having a, a ranked power conference team come into was come into Pullman. Play in front of a sold out crowd, a crazy ass crowd, and uh, with all the fanfare, it's just going to be packed in Pullman. The Wisconsin fans, everything, and it, and it's just it's never going to be like this again, and it sucks. Like, and, and so I'm excited for the game. I'm going out there, gonna you know I'm going to have a good time, but in the back of my mind, it's just kind of reminding me of what we're losing, and it's like right as we gained it, we're losing it. it sucks, man. Yeah is going to be extremely weird. Like I've, I've tried to kind of figure out what I think the vibe is going to be like, like, and I think you're right. Like it's always going to be back of mind for the entire weekend, you know, that, that this is it. Right. I like, mean, this is a nationally televised network, ABC yeah. primetime game in yes. Pullman against yes. a ranked non-conference opponent. And yep. this should be this is one of the biggest games ever in Pullman. Yep. And it's just it, it's it's it. This is it. So we better yep. enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. You know, one way or another, we are going to enjoy it. I think, you know, like so many of us are traveling over, right? Like pretty much our entire crew is going to be there. Uh, you know, people who, you know, I haven't seen in a while, like, you know, Brian Floyd is even going to be there, man. So like for, you know, people who listen to this podcast, who go way back with Coog Center, you know, Brian was, was one of the, did you ever listen to our original podcast? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Brian was on that a bunch. He was, he was. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're all going to get together and have a good time. And, and like I said, I, I I do wonder like kind of what the vibe is going to be, like if it's going to be celebratory or wistful. Like I, I don't think it'll feel like, uh, you know, the, the last time I think that it, it was sort of this big was game when game day came, um, you know, and, and the, the sort of the party atmosphere around that. I don't, I don't know. I just don't think, I don't think it's going to quite be like that. So, but it'll be fun. I'm, I'm excited to see everybody. I'm, I'm excited to make some noise. Uh, you know, I'm excited to, to show out, even if it has like, you know, serious, like Sonics in 2008 vibes, you know, to the whole thing. But, you know, what can you do? There's not a whole lot we can do, but show up and, and cheer loudly. And hopefully cheer a lot because, uh, you know, Wisconsin picked up a lot of high profile transfers, um, obviously um, a new coaching staff. Uh, it's. So it's, you know, they're a bit of a a lesser known entity than, you know, the team that WSU uh, eked out a win over in in uh, Madison last year. I'll I'll say one of the one of the great days as a fan of Wazoo and, and, you know, having been there and everything. That was amazing. Um, So it's trying. I know like a lot of us are trying to recapture that like that weekend, like, okay, they're coming back. But they're definitely going to have a chip on their shoulder, the players at least, that were there. Um, they're going to want to beat Wazoo. But, of course, we have, you know, Dicker and Nakia who have a vested interest in beating Wisconsin outside beyond the normal stuff. You know, I was wondering uh, how if their if they're offense, you know, I, I went and looked at their offense get buff, against Buffalo. Which, by the way, if you know, were the Wisconsin fans like freaking out because they didn't beat Buffalo by more? Like, I don't know. Like, Buffalo was solid last year. They were, you know, a bowl team, but definitely better than Colorado State. But, you know, it was 38 17. It was no, nothing like spectacular. Um, so I'm wondering if they're, you know, the Wisconsin fans have the same feeling of like, oh, we should beat by them by more. Um, and Wisconsin was a home, of course. Uh, I don't think I don't think Wisconsin goes and plays MAC teams the way WSU has long played Mountain West teams on the road. Yes, <laughs> but that but to get to the point, Wisconsin ran the ball. And, well, okay, so I think 
Wisconsin was sacked three times. Oh, sorry, once. One time. One time for three yards. So they ran the ball 39 times for 317 yards, which is about eight yards a carry. You know? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yes, it is. That's, that's what uh, I've been so told. They, they, are, they are the Wisconsin that we know. <laughs> they are a, a smash mouth team. Obviously, they have Braylon Allen, who WSU did a good job against last year. But he carried the ball 17 times for 144 yards. Or 141 yards, sorry. Two touchdowns. They have that that Chez Malusi who played last year, who didn't do much against uh, WSU either. Um, he had 13 carries for 157 yards, 89 long of 89. He's explosive. We knew that. So they have two very very good running backs, um, Allen who can kind of do it all, and Malusi um, is kind of um, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but. Um, uh, who, who is a, is a, is, is a guy who can break a big one. And I, I think that we were worried about that last year. Didn't end up happening. Um, passing game was not super impressive. Uh, 31 attempts for 189 yards. Uh, you go 32 for 166 or 186. If you, uh, take out the, um, uh, am I, can you still hear me? Oh yeah. Okay, good. We went. I was touched the damn thing. It still went to sleep. I don't know. Um, so, uh, so thirty, basically thirty-two dropbacks for one hundred eighty-six yards. That's not. That's not super efficient. He threw two picks. So, um, quarterback is definitely still uh, looks looks to be a, a soft spot. So, really, it's going to come down to can they again control the ground game when um, Wisconsin has the ball. Because they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball f- like, you know, 35, 40 times. They're, they're just going to keep running the ball. Uh, and I think especially on the road, they're going to try to um, – they know they're the, you know, the, the more talented team. They're going to try to kind of try to assert their dominance. That's just Wisconsin football. Um, so WSU, you know, they're like – WSU is going to have to uh, do what they did last year, step up against that run get them into some third and longs that are tough to convert. Um, and really what they did last year was convert, you know, f- f- um, stop Wisconsin in scoring positions. Um, and then WC was able to convert in some scoring positions and that's how they won. Uh, so that's, you know, that's again, it's going to be the same game as last year. Now, what makes me feel a little bit more optimistic is I think our passing offense is a lot farther along than it was at, at the same point last year. Um, now, Wisconsin yeah, sure. has a tough defense, but uh, I, I think that this this is going to be a step up. Cam is going to be a step up from what Wisconsin saw last year. Yep. All right, you there? Yeah. Just a, yep. Um Sorry. Uh, yeah. So um, overall, like I, it's it's hard to get a read on them because because they had so many new guys and, and, and a new new coach and everything. But I think largely the what holds true is that um, they're defensively focused. One thing that makes me uh, optimistic is they had no sacks against Buffalo on forty one dropbacks. So that's positive. Um, yeah. It's uh, positive. Yeah, because uh, obviously WC struggles with that. Um, I I think it's going to be uh, Buffalo had some success running the ball against them. Um, let's see, the, it was uh, their top two running backs. One had twelve for fifty two, and one was twelve for fifty one. Uh, so that's positive as well. That their running game is solid. Now the now, when it came to actually explosive plays, uh, Buffalo had one go for 51, but the other 40 attempts went for 143 yards. So I think you can expect Wisconsin to drop some guys in coverage and 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 try to limit big plays uh, on us. 
So getting some chunks on the ground is going to be very important. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And, you know, I think that they are, you know, we, we kind of didn't know it last year, but they they definitely had some uh, some dysfunction, right? Like uh, that our game revealed they've got new coaches here. Luke Fickle, really good coach, right? I mean, he was uh, known for what he did at Cincinnati. Uh, got hired from Cincinnati. He was the defense, I believe he was a defensive coordinator at Ohio State before that. Um, so we know he's a really, really good coach. Uh, we know that, you know, Wisconsin is going to be well, well coached when they come in. Um, but also, you know, hostile environment. Um, and, and I think it's, I, I'm kind of curious to see if, you know, Wisconsin has a little bit of, you know, bad taste in their mouth from last year, or if they, if they even care, right. Cause that whole season was such a shit show, uh, for them, uh, that I, I, I kind of wonder if like they even actually think about that at all, right? It's like the, the Don Draper yeah. thing, right? Like, I don't think about you at all. You know, like I wonder, I wonder if there's some of that. So I don't know. It'll be curious. I'm curious. It'll be interesting to see. Um, it certainly should be, should be tough, but I think, you know, our guys are, are definitely going to be up for it. I think that, you know, I, I do think that the, you know, the revenge tour vibe is real. I, I, you know, when you're dealing with college kids, I do think that that kind of stuff can motivate them and keep them going. And, um, you know, when they think about, Hey, you know, we'll prove to you that we're not a, you know, a mountain West team or whatever. And, um, you know, kind of go out that way. So, and I, and I think that so many of the circumstances around the game are going to be just perfect. We, we've already talked about all the people that are going to be there. Um, I believe it's officially a sellout. Um, yeah, so it is. that's, that'll be awesome. Uh, and then the kickoff time is perfect, right? Like four thirty is about as perfect of a time as you can get these days. I mean, uh, I think two o'clock's maybe like the perfect time, but you never get those much anymore. Pac-12 network sometimes, but um, a four thirty start national TV. Um, it, it's just going to be, it's going to be lit. The weather's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be, you know, 80, whatever on Saturday. Um, the crowd will be nice and, uh, you know, lubed up, lubricated and, uh, ow, it, ow. Just, it should be wild. So, yeah, it's going to be, I, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for all the people that'll be there. All the people we know that'll be there. A lot of people that have emphasized being there because i i think you know like you mentioned this revenge tour the the uh the team is definitely gonna this is gonna be like especially it being a big big 10 team just wanting to prove something you know obviously they they're well aware they can't like play themselves into a conference but just to say, just to stick a middle finger at the Big Ten and be like, well, you took our rival, but you won't take us. So, like, fuck you, we'll take out one of your teams. Um, and honestly, that's where I'm at, too. That's my mindset. Like, yeah, uh, this this like this hasn't ad- because of the what we talked about earlier, this has an added element of like. Winning this game, will, will, if they win this game, like it, it'll just feel I, I, I think it'll be a feeling unlike anything, um, just uh, like anything I've experienced as a WSU fan, um, which may make if if it's like a close loss, even just like even more devastating um, just because it feels like it's like a one time opportunity. Uh, so, yeah, it's I, I hope that, you know, that extra motivation is enough. Is I think this team is talented enough on offense to put up enough points to beat them, um, yeah. and I think we've seen when they get fired up to stop a run, when they can focus on a kind of a one-dimensional team uh, or a team that's so focused on. And now I'll say like Wisconsin's one dimension is very very good, and they have two very talented running backs. They have that classic was like big ass Wisconsin offensive line, but. If they can just focus on that and they can gear up towards stopping the run, we've seen under Dicker that they can really shut it down. Or at least, you know, you don't need to shut it down, just mitigate it. Get them in some third and longs. Force them to make plays in the passing game. You have good guys in the secondary. Uh, corners that can cover. Safeties that are good. Just, and I, I think... I think we're less we're so much less likely to see like mental breakdowns in this game, like we saw against Colorado State. 
just the the intensity is going to be amped up. And but it's an important thing. Wisconsin is going to be amped up too. Like they're on the road, they're going to think like they're going to come out and they're going to be like, "What the fuck is this stadium? Like this is half the size of ours." Like they're they're going to be talking shit. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully that takes off their edge somewhat. But I think the crowd's going to be lit. I hope the students stay the whole game. I think they will. Um, I hope so. But. You know, I, when there's bit when 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 there's a big game like Martin Stadium gets really fucking loud, and I'm so excited for that when the first time Wisconsin has the ball, and it's gonna be so fun. And I just, I, I, I just it it has this potential to be this like memorable weekend, but we all we always put it like so much of it on like the the outcome of the game. But I hope I can just kind of step back and just kind of be in the moment of like like a power five team is playing in Pullman non-conference. Yeah. Like it actually is happening and and it's going to be the only time I've ever seen it in my life. And there's going to be, you know, 3,000 Wisconsin fans there. It's going to be a, a really fun crowd, a really fun tailgate, a really fun atmosphere the whole weekend. And we just got to try to like be in that moment have that same sort of mindset that we had when we went to Wisconsin last year, where it was like, Hey, we're here to have fun. We're here to enjoy ourselves. We're here to watch football, but and just not be so not have my whole, like, uh, I, I'm trying to convince myself to not have my whole mood determined by the outcome of the game. Um, but cause as anyone that knows me knows that I can, I, I, I can do that. And I know you too can Jeff. Um, Indeed. uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be a great weekend. I don't. Regardless, it's gonna be a great weekend. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a good time. Uh, but let's let's talk about let's talk about a score. And you know what? I picked a lot. I picked first last week, and we won. And we won. We covered. So I think I should probably pick again. I think absolutely. Um, I think uh, what was the line? The last line you saw was it like seven. Uh, yeah, it's like six or six and a half. Let me look. Uh, okay, so I'm looking on prediction tracker right now. It's at six, Wisconsin minus six. So that's that's where we're at at the moment. So <clears throat> last week I uh, didn't pick the Cougs to cover. If I don't pick the Cougs to cover this week, that means they lose. That 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 means I would pick them to lose. But you know what? Yep. Fuck it. I'm going to say the Cougs don't cover, just like they, I said they wouldn't last week, because I'm not actually <laughs> betting money here. So I'm going to say, uh, uh, so is it six, six and a half? Yep. 28-21, Wisconsin. We're all sad. The Cougs don't cover. I'm ready for the yeah. idiot gifts. Yeah. I'm ready for them. The idiot I want gifts. them. I want the all idiot right. gifts, just like last year. So many. Yeah. That was the greatest fucking thing last year where the idiot gifts are rolling in. 28-21 Wisconsin. Come okay. on. All right. Uh, I'm in on us winning the game. Um, I think Fuck this yeah. game is more or less a toss-up. Um, I agree you know, again, with you. Is, I love looking at you know prediction tracker because uh, you know I talked about this last week. They aggregate all these predictions from all these different uh, models. And the prediction tracker aggregated has the uh, the prediction average at Wisconsin by a point and a half, and the prediction median is Wisconsin by a point. So basically a toss up, right? Like they uh, they give WSU a forty six percent chance of winning the game, but a fifty eight percent chance of covering. So yeah, I think that the game will be close. Uh, I think that we will win narrowly. The crowd will storm the field. There will be Ooh. many middle fingers uh, turned toward the cameras, and the Cougs win 31-30. Oh. That's what I'm calling. 31 to 30. 31 to 30. Now that's also last, that's also last, that's also hitting the over as well. Last minute keeping track. Last minute. Now, Jeff, last-minute defensive stand or game-winning touchdown or field goal? I'm going game-winning field goal from Janikowski. The dean. The dean of Pac-12 kickers. There we go. Um, hell yeah. 
I love it. All right. So we got those picks in. I'm I'm the wet blanket picking the Badgers. Jeff. Jeff picks glory. Glory. Eternal glory. I mean, why not? Um, yep. All right. So, uh, Jeff, we got we're, we're trying to keep this t- tight and tidy, but let's let's get on to beer. What are you drinking? Yeah, so I uh, I've had this in my fridge for a few weeks now, waiting until we actually record a podcast. And so uh, I, fi- I finally pulled it out tonight. I didn't drink it last week because uh, we recorded a little a little earlier in the day. But this is the uh, Fort George Spruce Bud. Uh, it's an ale uh-huh. with wild spruce tips. Uh, it is – I got it because I thought it sounded kind of weird. Um, but I am absolutely in love with it. It is – super delicious um you know as as you know from you know from my taste in beer you know i love uh you know sort of floral notes piney notes uh mm-hmm. you know just the, those foresty kind of notes and and this has that it's why you know uh you know i like gin right like that's that's what yeah. i get out of the gin too sarah's like i can't even drink that it tastes like i'm chewing on a pine tree and i'm like well i don't know i like it you know so this kind of reminds me of that um, so, you know, I, like I said, I got it cause it was a little weird. It's also Fort George, which, you know, you can usually count on for, uh, excellent beer. And, um, so yeah, I love it. It's, it's really good. I'm, I'm glad I bought it. Excellent. Sounds good. You know, I've seen that one. I can't remember if I've tried it. Uh, but that sounds great. I might have to check it out. Uh, or, yeah, you know, grab, really good. grab a can cause I think they probably have it at beer star. So. Maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll grab one for the for the weekend. Um, uh, but yeah, so I as uh, Jeff, as you know, uh, I went to Yakima this weekend, my hometown, uh-huh. to to participate in in what I like to call the the flip flop double. Uh, I just came up with that term today, or actually just right now. <laughs> um, so uh, as some of you may know. Um, you can white water raft on the Tayatan River near Natchez and Yakima in uh, in September, uh, it, but only in September. And the reason you can do that is because they do this thing called the flip flop where the reservoirs that are up uh, near Snoqualmie Pass for much of the summer, much of the rest of the year, uh, they that's where the Yakima Valley gets its irrigation water from, like like Catchus and all that. And then it, it, it flow it, it those those pump into the Yakima River, which then delivers uh water, irrigation water to fund the fruit basket and hop basket that is Yakima Valley. Uh but they flip that at the start of September so that they're pumping more water into the Titan. It's much faster. So it creates all these whitewater rapids and so we did that and then on sunday we went over to the yakima river which you did with us last year jeff and we did we floated the yakima river uh a yep. very standard uh you know at you start at umtatum and, and you float down um last year it took us about two hours this year because of the flip-flop because less water was coming from the reservoirs into the Yakima river. It took us four hours. <laughs> so, uh, we were pretty toasty by the time, you know, except for our drivers, uh, bless them, Casey, uh, my pregnant sister-in-law, and then, uh, one other, uh, wonderful soul who did not get drunk. Uh, so our, our drivers there, they were, they, they were so, but the rest of us after four hours on the river with plenty of, seltzer and beer and canned cocktails uh we were we were having a good time um so uh yeah the flip-flop the, so if you do that in, in in like we did it basically right when it happens we, we did the whitewater rafting on the titan and then we did the float so i was in yakima and i i, I of course went to single hill and bought a bunch of beer for the float i will say this wasn't my i had one of these on the float and it wasn't the best one but it is uh, uh, because I was just looking for the lightest thing possible. But this is 
uh, Rain Shadow Black Lager uh, from Single Hill Brewing, which we, of course, have recorded at before. So this is obviously not Single Hill's first appearance. If longtime listeners may remember the 2019 Yakima Hop Festival where we recorded straight at Single Hill. Uh, yeah. One of, Back one of the founders. times. One of the founders, uh, Tyler Paxson, is, is a coup, and I've known him for a long time. Um, so it uh, makes me love supporting Seagull Hill even more. Um, and they also make great beer. And this is a great black lager. I love black lager. It's one of my favorite styles. Um, executed really well. Good roastiness. Also a good, good great, kind of crisp finish. Um, highly recommend Rain Shadow Black Lager. Unless you're on the river. Maybe maybe go for Adam's Pilsner or something from them. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, good black lager. Check it out. Single Hill. Uh, you know, it's there, there's Coog connections there, um, which is great. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's that's the beer we're drinking. I also had a Holy Light from Holy Mountain, um, which I love this time of year when they make their, their light beer. It's so good. And it has great can art. Uh, yeah. Um, but Jeff, uh, we always like to, you know, we, we finish up podcast. We talk about, um, this time of year, volleyball and soccer volleyball, um, hasn't lost since we last recorded. Uh, but they have a bit, they have a big week going on. They're hosting an invitational. Uh, they won tonight over somebody. Uh, I don't know if you remember, um, uh, I know, uh, but I can look. It was somebody not, uh, not not super concerning. But let me let me look. I'll find it. Hold on, I almost got it. UC, uh, UC Irvine. Irvine. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. And then tomorrow they have Towson. Uh, but the big one on Friday for those of you who are getting in town early enough, which found out today, I will be able to get in town early enough for. Excited about that. Woo! Um, is uh, WSU, which is now ranked, what, 13, is yeah. hosting number eight BYU at okay, 7 yeah. p.m. on Friday, the night before Wisconsin. So huge, huge sports weekend. Um, that, that back-to-back. So, you know, a, 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 as big as the football game is for uh, uh, WSU, uh, an equally large volleyball game going on with two uh highly ranked teams, number 13 and number eight. Um, that's going to be great intensity. I, I heard it's pretty close to sellout. I, I expect it to be completely packed in there. Um, and when bowler gets packed, that can be very loud. And honestly, volleyball, very fun spectator sport. That is super fun sport to watch. Um, it's just, comp- it's intensity all the time. Um, yep. But yeah, uh and then, so so yeah, they're they've still just that one loss to Louisville. So this is they're playing another second top ten team, but this one they get at home, so a, a chance to make a statement there. Um, and you know, like we said last week, they were picked second in the in the conference, so they're expected to be pretty damn good this year. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, soccer also still undefeated. Uh, I think they played after we recorded last week, but they. Took down San Diego State two to one. Um, Jeff, I don't know. Did you follow that one? I, I trying to remember. It's, it seems like so long ago at this point. After I had that that weekend, I know um, it does uh, seem like a long time ago. Let me let me see if I can pull up the yeah, stats so they had, here real quick. Yeah, Bridget Rikid scored, and then uh, Megan Santa Cruz with her first goal of the year. Um, and then I feel I feel like you told me they scored those in the first five minutes. They were up two zero, and then yep. um, I feel like you said the 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 one from I, th- I feel like you texted me. So the one from City or State was a kind of a big mess up. But <laughs> yes, it um, was. <laughs> well, and it was it was a little weird because uh, Nadia Cooper, like she kind of spilled it, um, but then she you know, she, she put her hands down on the ball on the ground and now normally, uh, or typically I have seen that be sort of given to the keeper as, you know, basically refs will do, yeah. 
yeah, refs will do all sorts of things to protect keepers. Um, things that you think would not be, you know, normal or whatever. Like as I was getting into soccer, I was kind of learning. I'm like, why can't they do that? Why can't they do that? Right. And yeah, you like, can't well, just run up and kick the, the keeper keepers, basically right? to get the ball out. Exactly. Um, and so she had both of her hands on the ball on the ground. Now she didn't like, she wasn't cradling it or anything, but it was like both of her hands were on the ball on the ground it, not for very long, but at least like half, at least like half a second, maybe a second. Um, and then the San Diego state player comes in, pokes it away, uh, with her toe and pokes it into the, pokes it into the net. And, and it was sort of like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it was, it was not a good, like was, you're allowed to do that. Goal. What? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it was not a great goal, but whatever, it, honestly, it was one of those games, you know, you and I watch a ton of soccer. Um, you know, there's a total cliche in soccer about two zero being the most dangerous score in soccer, um, which would seem very stupid because in a game where um, goals are at a premium, you would think having a two goal lead is is sort of like reasonably foolproof. And it usually is. But, um, you know, it's it, it, it can cause sort of all kinds of issues for the team that gets up to nothing because then you're you're a little bit, you know, kind of trying to figure out how you're going to manage it, how you're going to. Uh, you know, kind of see the game through. Do you continue to press ahead for a third? If you get too aggressive, do you end up giving one back? Like, so 2-0 leads, especially so early, um, can be a little tricky uh, to manage. And that seemed to be kind of what happened in that game. I watched uh, most of the second half. And, you know, they were they were definitely not as uh, attack-minded as maybe they normally are, it seemed like. Now, I don't know if that was by design, or if they just were not being as effective, but um, you know they were struggling just a bit to to generate you know real quality chances uh, there in the second half. But again, you know they they were able to see it through, uh, you know to victory, and you know they continue on. They're five and zero and zero. They're hosting. I think they're hosting, or maybe they're traveling. I don't know. They're hosting uh, Saint Mary's. Saint Mary's on Thursday. Uh, it's there Greek Life Night, so it'll be lit. Okay. Um, uh, so if you're, you know, if you're a tailgater um, and you're, you know, uh, an RV uh, driver, um, if you're, you know, a lot of a lot of them get into town on Thursday night, you can park your, you know, set your tailgate up and head on over seven o'clock. I know I think five o'clock, you know, if you can get your get your RV set up in two hours, head on over um, St. Mary's. And then if you are staying longer on Sunday, uh, they play Kansas at 1 p.m. hosting Kansas. Uh, at least so, it's reasonably early. That's not yeah, too bad. Sometimes they do at like four o'clock on Sunday, and it's like, what are you doing? You know. Yeah. Um, so. I I uh, I gotta get back to the kids, but we'll see. I know. I'm the same with me. I, gotta <laughs> I guess get back I'm not. To my children. I guess but. my sister is driving, so it'll be up to her. But she also has kids to get back to, so I think she'll probably want to uh, mosey on. But like, yeah. but yeah, if you I would love to, it, um, you have the chance to see two uh, soccer games this weekend. If you're depending on when you're coming to Pullman and when you're leaving, um, so that that's real nice. So this is just with three volleyball matches, two soccer matches, and a and a and a football game against Wisconsin. This is a huge weekend. So if you see an athletics department staffer, give them the hug. They're probably exhausted. Yep. <laughs> especially uh, especially the, the SIDs. Yeah. Give, them a, give them a big hug. You know, the SIDs, man, that is that is a tough, thankless job most of the time. So, yeah. Yep. That also. But yeah. Yeah. Big weekend. Big weekend. Um, by the way, uh, the next... <laughs> The next uh, home game after Kansas is Thursday, September 14th. And I'll probably say this again next week, but uh, it, it the theme is Swifties at the pitch. So <laughs> we know our friend Ashley will be at that one. So, um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, great start for football, great start for volleyball, great start for soccer, good vibes in Cougar sports right now. Would love for those good vibes to keep going through this weekend because uh, we need them vibes because we don't want to yes. think about what else is going on. Yes. That uh, so yep. hopefully, you know, Jeff, I'm excited to see you this weekend. I'm excited to see all of our friends, all of our Coog Center, um, our Coog Center folk uh, in Pullman. 
Yeah. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Um, so if if you uh if if you want to send us an email, ask a question. I don't know if anyone did this past weekend, but I didn't ask you this past week. But I didn't ask you to, so whatever. Um, it, we're at uh, podcast vs everyone at gmail.com. That's podcast vs versus everyone at gmail.com. Um, so you can send us, you know, questions, whatever. Um, and then uh, if you uh, want to follow me on X or Twitter or whatever the fuck, I mean, let's just dump that big, um, net, like globally recognized brand for your favorite letter in the alphabet, whatever. Um, yeah, if you want to follow me course. there, I'm at Everyone the Craig that. Powers at the Craig Powers. Jeff is at pod versus everyone there. Uh, follow us on Blue Sky. I'm Craig Powers dot whatever the things are on Blue Sky. And Jeff is Newscoog dot whatever the things are on Blue Sky. Um, uh, Instagram, TikTok, if Craig W. Powers. I don't know. I probably won't post that much about WSU on those. But um, yeah, uh, those are how to follow us. And yeah, send us an email. We really like emails and make us happy. Um, so Jeff, with all that. I say uh, good work on the timing tonight and go fucking kooks. Go fucking kooks, Craig. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Get vaccinated. Especially in, including your dogs. And join you. Yeah. I'll join that research director's union. <laughs>